Hello everyone and thank you so much as always for clicking on this podcast and this particular episode of Joe Blogs about films, whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, like I state in every episode, it means the world. Thank you for clicking, for spinning, for sharing, whatever it is, thank you for your constant support. Covid recently struck our household and so we haven't managed to get ourselves to the cinema in a week or so, added as well, there's not really that much that's dropping between now and the end of the year. So it's quite slim pickings. However, we decided to give the 2011 hit rom-com Crazy Stupid Love a watch, as it was one that I'd never seen before, and I'd heard many, many good things about the film. I just fancied like a really nice chill evening with some Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, for good measure, you know? And yes, all those people who have praised the movie or recommended this was so, so right, because it is a very very good movie. A lot of people are going to be like, as if you're only discovering this now, blah, blah, blah. But this is just how things work, isn't it? Sometimes you catch some and you miss some. But I will say that I'm very much glad that we did leave some time aside to watch these movies. I really did have a blast. I think it's also a credit to the writers and creators of the film that 12 years later, this film still holds up very very well. The theme of relationships is something that is always going to connect with audiences as we've had them, I hope. (laughs) But this film doesn't just explore one part of a relationship, oh no. It delves into every, every part of it. Relationships that are starting, relationships that is ending, a teenage crush, what it's like to live in the wild post-relationship. There's simply enough in here to really enjoy and have a really good time with it. Added to the fact as well that the cast is absolutely stellar. Steve Carell, Julianne Moore, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling all bring in brilliant, brilliant performances. Oh, and also Kevin Bacon's in there too. The EE adverts really have ruined him for me. But that's what we're going to be talking about in this review. I should say spoiler-free, but the film's been out for a very long time, so I guess spoils could come into play. But put it this way... I had the film spoiled for me beforehand, and I still had a really great time watching it. So, there you go. But this episode is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, as to rss.com. Jump onto Facebook, onto Instagram, search Joe Blogs About Films, give us a like and a follow on there. If you could too, hit the notification button wherever it is that you listen to this podcast from, be that Spotify, Apple, wherever, that would be awesome. You'll be updated when the episode is live. Finally, if you could leave us a review as well on Apple or Spotify, hit those five stars, four stars, whatever it is, either way, It would be greatly appreciated. After 15 years, Cal's wife ends a quiet dinner by telling him she wants a divorce. Struggling on his own, Cal pals up with a young man who attempts to teach him the ways of being single and carefree. Now, there's something always hilarious about a fish-out-of-water romantic comedy, and if anyone can play that character, it is Steve Carell. I feel that this film and The 40-Year-Old Virgin really does display the best Carell can be in front of a camera. Obviously, there is Michael Scott too, but that's a different role entirely, but he crushes it as that character. But Carell, who plays Cal, who has a perfect life, you know, outside looking in, you know, he's got a wife and kids, a stable job, and a lovely home. However, all of that comes crashing down over dinner with his wife, played by Julianne Moore, who claims that she does, as I stated, want a divorce, and this is where the comedy does ensue. I actually really liked the opening, speaking of which, symbolising, like, trouble on the horizon. You know, you see all these shots of under the table, these couples playing footsie, with one another over dinner and then we cut to these bright white New Balance trainers 407s to be exact it's hilarious actually that Goslin dismisses these trainers a little bit later in the film by throwing them off a balcony at a retail centre when currently in 2023 everybody is wearing these trainers but this opening of seeing these two feet stapled to the floor and not being romantic with one another 
over dinner compared to the many other guests highlights straight away that there's trouble in paradise. And from there, we get so many different sides of the story to enjoy. You know, Carell's levels of finding out his wife not only wants to leave him, but has also cheated on him too. It is brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant delivery of comedy and heartbreak. At the same time, there's such a there's such a sadness within him as he starts his new life without his family. It's not what he wanted, but he wants to make the best of a bad situation. And then we enter Ryan Gosling, Mr. Smooth Operator, if you will. I love it when Gosling shows off all his comedy chops. He's got a lot of praise, obviously, recently for his role as Ken in the much-acclaimed Barbie that was released this year. And a lot of comments regarding his performance in this film were sprinkled across most reviews for his comedy performance in Barbie. You know, people coming back to this one saying, oh, well, if you liked him in this, you should definitely check him out in Crazy Stupid Love. And that's really, really unsurprising when you see this performance because Gosling is an absolute gem. I mean, I, I think he's a great performer anyways, but I really do like it when he gets to flex those comedic talents that he has. He is essentially how every guy has ever thought they've acted or at least looked like went out in a bar and it's just very fun to watch, you know, the confidence, the ego, this, that, and the other. He can talk and keep up conversations. He can flirt, blah, blah, blah. Like, just seeing all of that. Like, he knows every line, every conversation starter. And he gets his fair share of the ladies, obviously. He's the complete opposite of Steve Carell's character, Cal, in this film. So, naturally, you team these two up. And, my goodness, again, there's a lot of fun that obviously unfolds from that. I've already mentioned that the new balance sequence, obviously, when they're, you know, on their shopping spree, which was really great. But what I took away more than anything about Carell and Gosling on screen is that it never felt out of place or forced. The chemistry these two have is like two friends that you've known for years who just get on with each other perfectly. Like watching Carell sit and listen and react to Gosling flirting and chatting with different women, trying to show Carell's Cal how to perfect it, was just highly, highly entertaining. Carell has one of those excellent expression of face as well where the face can deliver the best reaction or the best line of the film and he need not say anything this bachelor life that Carell does start to get the hang of including a very raunchy evening with Marisa Tomei who is a great supporting cast member as well in this film it eventually does take its toll as it's not about how many women Cal can date it's always been about one person for him his soulmate Emily played by Julianne Moore sure the fire or spark may have died down a little bit but as this film really pushes with all its characters, is that you just don't give up. And for Carell's Cal, he has forced himself to give up and move on as opposed to fighting for the love of his life. This as well is the same for Julianne Moore's Emily, who still has all of those emotions and care for Cal, but isn't sure that this is what she wants anymore. It's only once Cal has left and, you know, he's trying to move on, and then as does she as well by dating Kevin Bacon's David Lindhagen, which that name I feel like is going to be cemented in my head for years on end because of this film, but what I'm saying, yeah. So she finally realises that she too misses her soulmate. It's a very beautiful tale of two characters falling back in love with one another with a mix of bad dates and hookups in between. Love makes you do crazy things, which is perfectly illustrated again with so many characters because that's also what's really great about this film. It's not just one love story that's in here. There's like four. Like you obviously have your lead, Steve Carell and Julianne Moore. Then you have Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. More on those in a second. You have the son of the family, Robbie, played by Jonah Bobo, who is in love with his babysitter, Jessica. However, she's in love with Cal, you know. So this is this huge mess of emotions and people feeling for this person and that person and it all you're just wondering if they can stick this landing you know for this story which it does do so so well because all of this sounds like there is just too much 
to work with, but it's the brilliance of this film. It absolutely works with great comedic effects. You know, there's literally no fat or padding around its story, nor does the film ever face you with these storylines. Everything just feels so natural in this little crazy world of theirs. Now, Emma Stone here is obviously excellent in the film too. She plays Hannah, whose character's got a very big reveal in the third act of the film, which simply is one of the best moments of the film. You know what I'm talking about, the garden sequence, which is absolutely hilarious. But there's a pivotal moment in the film that almost feels out of place yet. It doesn't because of the tone and theme of the film. And it comes just after, like, the halfway mark. Emma Stone's Hannah has had enough of a douchebag boyfriend and decides to head and be wooed by another douchebag, being Ryan Gosling's Jacob. However, things don't go the way both of them expected. You know, what was set to just be like a one-night stand ends up being two characters that really connect with each other on every single level. They're talking about family, personal trauma, stuff like that. And then the editing was quite excellent as well, you know, that rather than hearing them talk... We have the music playing over as we just see them talking and laughing without hearing any words. I mean, it's very, it's a very cliche thing to do within romantic comedies, but it works for a reason, you know? Now, the film certainly looks inward with its characters, something that not all rom-coms do that well. You care for each of these characters in the situation, or predicament, we should say, that they are put in. Granted, yes, there are a lot of plot points or twists or whatever that do seem a little far-fetched and derived from plot conveniences, but that's that's a romantic comedy for you, isn't it? You know what I mean? There's always going to be something outlandish or mildly unbelievable. It's just whether the creative team behind the film have given you enough in the film prior to the twist or reveal as to whether you are on board and believe it or not. Now, Crazy Stupid Love absolutely gives you enough to love the reveal towards the end of the film, the whole garden sequence, basically. If, if anything, the twist or whatever, that's what makes this film even better. Across the board, though, everyone does such a brilliant job, and it's a movie that I am really glad that I have finally caught, like 12, 13 years later or whatever. Easy to consume, belly laughing at times, silly romantic humour that we can all relate to personally. I think it's a solid 8 out of 10 for me anyways. I think it's a very, very enjoyable one that, like I say, I'm very happy to finally check out. And we just had a real blast just watching it over the weekend. Good laugh, good few drinks. Certainly what we needed in this time, eh? There's some craziness going off in the world, but sometimes it's nice to just distract it for a couple of hours and watch some crazy, stupid love fiasco. Thank you ever so much again for listening to this podcast. I really do appreciate it. Let me know your thoughts on Crazy Stupid Love if you've seen it. If you've not watched it in a while, what were your thoughts originally after watching it? Have you, yeah, checked it out since? Anyways, thank you ever so much. I'll be back very soon with more reviews, more podcasts, all this, that and the other. Until then, though, take care.